Andre Fighting Championships podcast. My name is Mike Larkin, and joining me today, you've heard him on the Urban Wrestling Network. You've heard me do reviews with him on their show. Hey, got to get him on my show. It's my boy, Chef. We're talking about three nights of great LFC action. We're reviewing the events from Sturgis. Chef Rowe, it's a pleasure and privilege as always. Happy to have you on the show. Oh, man, listen, I love being here. Uh, we had talked about this. I will no longer do my own thing with this because... I look at it as anytime you want the big bro to come through, I am willing to come through, chop it up on your channel, and we will absolutely kill it. We both love LFC. You're the voice of LFC, in my personal opinion. So let's get it in. And I'm going to admit this just in case I might be new to you people. I am extremely biased, and I am going to let you know ahead of time. Hey, man, as many of times as we have done LFC shows, I know the biasness, and that's okay, because there's a lot of great action, and there's a lot of great so I totally understand. <laughs> so here we go, guys. LFC 32 Black and Blue was the first of three events, which first and foremost, Shefro, how awesome is that? Because we've done reviews in the past, and we've seen with LFC, 28 and 29 were two events right in a row from the same venue, and now here we are with three events. How awesome is that for the girls just in general? Because it's three great nights of action for the people, but it's the girls having to one-up each other on three straight nights in a row. You know, the one thing when I heard it was going to be three straight nights, I was like, I wonder what the energy is going to be like at night two going into three. Because, you know, three events in a row, it, it takes a toll on you. And the ladies just kept that energy, that fiery thing that burns inside them from night one lasted to the end of night three and salute to every woman involved because y'all did the damn thing man for real i look at it from a stance too as well because when it comes to girls like the lfc fighters from everything that goes into lfc how can you not and second of all it also gave a lot of them some time to rest and do some refereeing as well we saw jessabella marie brooke gilly shelby paris doing their thing from the ref five so i mean hey you cannot go wrong with that I don't know absolutely um now there was one girl i don't i was like i don't know her this she looks spanish she was a referee i'd never seen a rep before which one so shelby paris was one then there was jessabella marie and then there was brooke gilly the redhead which one are you referring to no no none of them it wasn't any of them it was uh because i know who brooke Gilly is i know who shelby paris is and i know who the, the other girl was the one with the tattoos That's right right jessabella marie yeah yeah and, and, so I think it was night two. I'm not trying to jump the gun. It was either night two or night three because I think she refed. Was it uh, Agatha Carter? You know what? Forget it. I thought she was super cool, did the damn thing. Let's just go through this show because you know me. I mess up everyone's name. Hey, man, it's okay. You guys should check him out when he does wrestling with Minoru Suzuki. It's a whole nother story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into the action. So LFC 32 Black and Blue, we started on August 12th. The main event of the show was Shay the Fox Mazzato and Gypsy Mac LFC title. Oh my goodness gracious. From top to bottom, before we even get to that, the two big ones were that one and Holly May and Jolene Hex. But I have to say this because this was another standout. My Richards, my Death Proof Richards, which was chosen by the fans, and Sarah the Beast Brook, who we saw at LFC 31 against Lauren the Animal Fogel. Mai was a ring girl at the last Sturgis event, and now here we are. She's competing. I wanted to ask you, because she gets her debut in the first round against Sarah Brooke with a rear naked choke, which I got to say, she did not look bad. It's one of those things where it's Mai. It's her first one. You could tell she put in the work, and she gets the win in her debut. What did you think about Mai Richards going from ring girl to for a competitor here, Chef Ron, getting the win nonetheless? You know, I was... I didn't know what to expect. I sat back and I was like, all right. My one critique is she smiles way too damn much. I was like, mm, stop smiling so much. You're supposed to be a badass. Like, but it, I guess it's just her. But what she showed in that is you can actually go and say, oh, shit. Like, you seen it was a good enough sample size just on that match where you're like, Oh, I could see her taking another step and another step. And, you know, who knows where it goes, but she looks very promising. She looks way better than what we might call a prospect. She looks like she's here. And if she wants, there is a place for her here. 
I think what's great about it is the fact that here's a girl who, again, who has been really training. You know, she's done a lot of running. She's done competed in a lot of competitions where it's the overall just it's the acrobatics, it's the fitness, it's everything that goes into it. And she's one that took it seriously. And I love that about Mai because, again, a lot of people see her and they see her body. I mean, I'm going to say right now, she's a skinny, she's a cutie beauty, but at the same time, man, she can go. And it's one of those things where I had the same thing. Mai, you can't keep smiling. I know that you're very happy to be there and that's awesome, but you can't keep smiling. That was my one critique as well. I'm glad you brought that up. No, actually, it was the one thing that I was like, I dig this girl, but that smiling is killing me right now. And it's a beautiful smile, but it's like you're in you're in the heat of battle. You know what I'm saying? You can't keep smiling. You know what it reminded me of? I'll make a wrestling reference. It's like when The Rock is Rocky Maivia came in in the Survivor Series 96, and he's happy to be here. Oh, my God. And it's like, that's great. But it's like when he became The Rock, that's what it turned. Because it wasn't like when we had the die, Rocky, die back in the day. You know, so it's like. Smiling's cool, but come on, Mike. I'm glad you won, but let's 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 get more intense with it, you know. So same thing. But it's one of those things as well with this card. Did you notice that in a lot of the bouts? I got to say, there was a lot of, as I put it, breast smothering and biting of the ass. That's what you needed to call these events because it was smothering of the breasts and biting of the ass. Which I got to say, Marv Albert would be friggin' blushing at this because back in the day, people pop culture reference, Marv Albert bit the girl on the back during sex. So, I mean, hey, sometimes you got to bite him on the ass. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, biting on the ass and smothering the breast. What did you think about this, Chef? Because that was the theme of many of these nights. I'm not mad at it. Let me let me just go there. I am not mad at it. I salute everybody who wants to do this there. But uh, it was a lot of it. And actually, a few times I was like, holy, like, we're really going here with that. So, uh, I... I, listen, I'm a guy. These are how I whip. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I was with it, too, but I also looked at it from a stance. I'm like, God damn. I mean, you heard it on commenta- commentary. It was the butt bombs, man. It was the butt bombs. They're dropping <laughs> on each other there. Okay. And I look, <laughs> I'm going to just say this right now. It's one of those things where if you got it, flaunt it. But if you also got it, you got the assets, pun intended. You got to use them to your advantage. <laughs> so, hey. <laughs> listen, if. If you can make that work to your advantage, I mean, if what are you what are you doing if you're not? True. Absolutely. And I also will say this, when you look at from a combative nature, from the sexy side of things and the appeal from a cat fighting stance, from a wrestling stance, and it, 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 it comes with the territory, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say this to you because we also did see Brooke Gilly and Shelby Paris come back, and we saw Jenny Valentine against Mia Annabella. Mama Mia Annabella, Mayhem Mia Annabella, MMA. What would you think about Mia's debut? Because that was another debut on this show. Brooke came out with another win, which was another amazing bout with Shelby, the two hometown girls. But what I'm curious about, what do you think about the debut of Mayhem Mia Annabella? Mia Mayhem, man, MMA. I loved her. I actually was like, you know me, I... I, it's it's very hard for me to call somebody a fan. I, I'm a fan of that person or one of my favorites. I don't know what it is about her. I don't know if it's uh, first off, every entrance was super cool. Let's just be honest, right? Every entrance was freaking dope. But she has this thing about her that I was like, all right, I'm watching. I'm interested. And then from point A to point B to the very end, I was like, oh wow, like I really want to see more of this girl. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping that LFC brings her back for – is it is – no, we can't throw teasers out there, right, because they haven't put nothing up on Okay. All right. You know what? Let me just be quiet, but I hope we see a little more of her because I was really – I really like the style. I think she brings something different to LFC that I, I haven't seen yet. Chef, we'll talk about the event at the end, man. No spoilers. Jeez, Chef, you're just going to spoil it for the people on the show? Yes. Goddamn. You know, I got to apologize. It's been a while since I've done one of these LFC things. I'm excited about this one. I'm already ready for the next one. Like, you know, this one's on me. But I didn't say nothing. No spoilers. Don't say nothing, Chef. I'll take you back to Will Smith's Big Willie style album. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. So when I look at people like Mama Mia, Mia Mayhem Annabella, she's one of those girls, and I'm going to say right now, this is where the biting on the butt started, by the way, people. So here's where we're at with this. She's one of those girls outside of the LFC auspices doing her thing in the sessions world, catfighting, 
Bringing her into LFC, again, it's a lot of them. It's hand and glove. She fit very well. We've seen her and Jennifer Thomas, a.k.a. Jenny Bloody Valentine, do their thing outside of LFC. And bringing it into LFC, they meshed. It's one of those things where it's going to gel. And that really applies to a lot of these girls, especially our girls Bella Inc. and Agatha Cannibal Carter. Man, we had the rubber match at LFC 32. And Bella gets the win with the leg scissor choke, which we've seen a lot of. We've seen the head scissors, the leg scissors, and a lot of choking, and we've seen a lot of great reversals and back-and-forth action. What do you think about Bella? She comes back after giving birth three weeks prior in her last bout at Sturgis against Lauren Fogel, takes the L, but she comes back with a win against Agatha Cannibal Carter. What do you think? Here's where I'm it, – it's bittersweet for me because you know I love Agatha Carter, and you know I love Bella Ang. I am biased to both of these ladies. Man. It, I am too, but here's the thing too. Bella needed that win coming back from the Sturgis event. I know. All right, this is where we tie it in because her and Audrey, the mongoose Monique, and I love Audrey death, but my goodness gracious, they didn't even get in the ring and they're just going at people. Audrey tackled a lot of people being the coach of the blue team trying to break it up. But my God, man, that girl, to, to quote Texas Ranger from Talladega Nights, she was coming at him like a spider monkey chef. Hey, and here's why, to me, of all three nights, right, and – Obviously, I'm an Agatha Carter fan, so I'm, I'm, there's no biasness in this specific fight. Mm-hmm. But if you look at, at Bella Inc.'s body language, uh, she fought somebody on the outside for pretty much damn near no reason. She put her hand on somebody else, which we'll get into in a minute. You know, when she leaned over and bam, like her body language, the way she walks in, uh, Bella Inc. is not playing like. She has a very strong dominance. If you get in my way, my team, not my team, random bike guy at Sturgis, anyone could get it. And I was like, this is, this is what I want. Bella Inc. to me is the complete package out of everyone. And like how we said the other girls smiled all day, Bella Inc. never smiles. Bella Inc. is freaking like focused. We're going to fight. Ain't no smiling. We're going to throw hands. Whatever we got to do, Bella Inc. Is, is, is the shit. And, yes, she did need to win more than Agatha Carter. Agatha Carter looked really good in this match as well. But Bella Inc. took it. Obviously, I win because I'm a fan of both. But I'm going to tell you now, three nights, nobody had a better showing to me all around than Bella Inc. Man, I, I will say this because I know you're a hip hop guy and we both love our love us some hip hop. Chef, I got this sample just for you because I know you'll appreciate this. So folks, <laughs> so Bella Inc. and Audrey the Mongoose Monique. It was an absolute brawl again on the outside because this is stemming from their bat at LFC 31, which Bella Inc. to get the win. And Chef, I'm gonna play this for you because I know you know I love you, bro, and we're both two New York guys. So let me play this for you. That is what Bella Inc. and Audrey the Mongoose Monique do. And they were anteing up, Chef Ro. They were anteing up. That, was, that to me, if that's the only thing missing from that, if that song would have played and they would have thought it out the way it was, that would have been perfect. <laughs> I had to get it in there. I knew we were doing this. And I saw that. I was like, I got to pop Chef with the ante up. <laughs> Dude, that, that is the perfect, because that was the vibe. Like, out of... That was so left field for, to me, no reason because at no point of that fight, it was just like, but the way that the commentator's like, oh, it's just Bella Inc., you know, like, all right, cool. I guess Bella's just dogging and bugging, you know what I mean? There was a lot of that. And I get, well, first and foremost, I will say this. And I love Audrey the Mongoose Monique to death, but she does it a lot. She likes to be very conniving and get in people's face. And I got to say, there's some unfinished business there. So if we get around two of that, I ain't mad at it. Oh, hell no. Let's get it. Uh, well, no, and you brought up a great point. Just going back to Bella for a second, it's like she's one of those girls, like she's very sexy, but, man, once that bell rings, she'll fly at you with a punch, a kick, or what have you, and that really is what makes her special and stand out from a lot of the girls. And we'll get more into her fights in a second, but we're up to, man, I will say Lauren Fogel and Crystal White had a great bout as well, Lauren getting the win. And I just want to say one thing about Crystal White. How tall, how what a specimen she is, and Lauren held her own against Crystal. See, that's... It's the one thing that I was like, damn. 
like, because, you know, listen, if you, they've listened to this, they know Lauren Vogel's physique. She's an amazing, you know, she has a great body. Like, she said, that is a woman who can lift and, and, and put work in. But the when you hold range in a fight, it's, it is so hard because I got to get it so close to you to try to do what I got to do. And listen, if anyone is not afraid to get into, you know, into that scrapping game, that's Lauren Fogel. Lauren Fogel ain't afraid of nobody. That's the thing with her, too. First and foremost, Mr. I'm not be biased, but I know you and your LFL and you love you some LFL and Lauren Fogel is an LFL all-star. Uh, well, hey, man, I look at it from a stance, too. I love me some Lauren Fogel, too. The lights go out, the Fozzy theme, the roar each and every time. I, I also love the fact that besides the fact that we get Lauren the Animal Fogel, we also renew a rivalry with Holly May and Jolene Hex. Man, this has been brewing since LFC 27. The Prez is stepping out to go against Jolene. This was the semi-main event. Again, we can be here all day and bears repeating. Every girl killed it, but semi-main. And this actually won for fight of the night, man. They got their necklace at the end. They got the jewels looking fly. I-I-I-I-I-I. No lie. But God dang, man, Holly the Lotus May and Jolene Hex. Now, there was a disqualification here, and this was a big one because you went, Holly gets the win. They both were going at each other, going low. And oof, oof, Johnny Tumbleweed as the ring announcer. Johnny Tumbleweed. Okay, yeah, so Holly won by disqualification. Uh, it was good until the end, so I'll leave it at that, but... Man, when you have two combustible elements like them, and I think Holly looked great in her first bout back in a while. She looked amazing. You want to talk about this semi-main? Because, ooh, that finish, Jeffro, that finish. That was, uh, now, was that the beat that started at when they were on the rooftop? Yes, well, that, that no, that was, at, the original one was at the Nerd Bar, was LFC 27. This was after Jolene's bout with Monica Flowerbomb Garcia, which was also a a, um, a schmaz finish, and they both went at it, and then it just escalated further from that, yeah. Okay, because I remember the, the beef on the rooftop, and that's where it kind of seemed like it started getting a little out of control. Then we had the next one where it, it came into the ring, and the hands were actually thrown. So it was like, listen, Jolene... It, the Hex is phenomenal. She might be, she's arguably one of the greatest LFC fighters of all time. That's, I don't care what anyone thinks, that's just facts. But we have the Preds, and I am super biased with the Preds. I mean, beautiful woman. She's a boss of bosses. She said, you know what, enough of this shit. You want to keep messing around, trying to put your hands on me when I'm doing my job? Now I get to legally put my hands on you when I'm outside of the office. And listen, I didn't know what to expect. She came in off that bike, rocking that black on black looking right. And if anyone tells me that the Lotus didn't put that work in and look absolutely amazing, like she did not miss an event. Listen, she got the win. So if she doesn't go back into the offices, I think the only person in line for a title shot should be the president. That's just me. I don't know if I'm biased, but you just beat the hottest person in LFC. Take it however you want it. A win is a win. I think she's in line. That's just me. Hey, as the old saying goes, a win is a win is a win, and she got the win. So, no, I'm right there with you. I look at it from a stance, too. Whether she's behind the LFC as the pres or in front in the ring, you cannot go wrong with some Holly the Lotus, mate. And for me, if you put me, get her back in there, because for those who have not seen her fights, she's an amazing fighter. Give me some more Holly the Lotus, mate. She also did some commentary as well. I got to get your thoughts. What'd you think of her on commentary, Shefro? Listen, I love her on commentary. She took a selfie that looked absolutely stunning. Salute to the president. But she knows what it takes inside and outside of the ring. So who better to do this than her? I mean, listen, she does everything. She's like... Uh, She's like the jack of all trades, master of all. You know what I mean? Like, salute to her because she's absolutely amazing. I, I'm Like I said, I'm a fan. Hey, we know you're a fan there, man. First and foremost, I got to say, if it's not me just being a fan of LFC, it's this one over here going buck, buck, buck wild, man. You have your favorites with your Bella Inc. and your Lauren Fogel. I'm going to say this right now, and I love her to death. Former LFC champ, she's now retired. Andrea the Storm Bladoy, man. You you were seriously hating at LFC 25 with that bout with Lauren the Animal Fogel and everything that went into that. My God, man. 
This, I, go back and listen to that review we did on the Urban Wrestling Network, because good Lord, this man was going ham about Andrea the Storm Bledoy, another one who's a great, but good Lord, man, showing yeah. off his fandom. You know, I but, I but I admitted this. I admit it. Every time we do them, I admit them. I know, and I love it. Which also brought us to someone who has been on the Urban Wrestling Network and the LFC podcast. Gypsy, GG Mac, Shay the Fox Mazzotta was your main event LFC title. Shay gets the win. Man, you were back and forth with suplexes in the corner. These two have met each other outside of the LFC auspices and taken that into LFC, like I say all the time. It worked. It was chemistry. And they put on a hell of a main event for the people. I loved it. This is this is what, taking nothing away from anyone in LFC, this is what I, I kind of want to see a little bit more of because we see more of the wrestling aspect. Obviously, I'm a wrestling guy. This is more tailored towards what I did. Uh, Shay came in and hit her with that high knee in the corner, and I was like, whoo, like, literally paused it, was like, hold on, and I literally did this to nobody. I literally paused it, hold on, then I was like, wait, I'm talking to nobody. I was like, all right, holy shit, like, that was official. Uh, Gypsy Mac, obviously, we know her to do her wrestling thing. She looked great in this, but listen, I'm going to tell you now, the experienced veteran was going to win, especially when this is her first time going in here. It's a completely different atmosphere. I mean, Shay is Shay. Shay is official. I mean, we. I think, wasn't she just, uh, she was on Ring of Honor recently too, right? Yeah, man. She's done the Ring of Honor. She's appeared there. She's been on Impact. She has been all over the place. And I'm going to say right now, outside of LFC, she is Maserati. If you're not checking out Shay the Fox Mazzato, a.k.a. Maserati, for someone who's her size and her stature. I'm going to say right now, the girl can go. She's a vet. She's done a lot of work with future stars of wrestling. Here we are in LFC. She's a staple. She, I mean, when you're the shortest reigning LFC champion, when she had it for a day, she beat Monica and then she lost it to Andrea, which we'll get to the title match as well with Jolene coming up here as well. But God dang, man, it just showed the toughness and the roughness and the overall, dare I say, scrap. And I put it like that, scrap. That is Shay the Fox Mazzato. It's showcased in night one. And like like the title of the show, Chef, they left them black and blue, Chef. They left them black and blue. Yeah, it was, it was night one. Night one set of presidents for two and three. I got to say this just because you're on the show and you know I'm a pop culture nerd. LFC 32, black and blue. And when I say black and blue, I'm not talking about the Backstreet Boys album. Yes, Chef, I mentioned Backstreet Boys. I got to <laughs> say Okay, so we move on to night two. It is LFC. They're killing me. I know, man. Hey, it's what I do. You know me. I'm a pop culture nerd. <laughs> you gotta have exactly. LFC 33, rev it up. Woo. All right. So we did see a return on this, and we did see a ref. Jezebella Marie. The last time we saw Jezebella Marie, I had to bring this up, was LFC 27, Sexy Nerdy Inked and Curvy. She lost to a returning Lauren Fogle. This time, she wrestled to another return, Terry Feisty Fist London. Now, at the last Sturgis events, LFC 30, she was the ref. I wanted to ask you, what did you think about the return of Terry while also the re-debut, so to speak, of Jessabella Marie? Is that when she came in kind of wearing the mafia outfit? It yeah. was the black, white. All right. Instantly, I was like, fan. You know what I mean? Like, you know me, I love the whole gangster thing and everything else. So she came in and I was like, and it's no disrespect to the other girl, because what I'm about to say, I don't really mean. But in my head, I was like, man, I hope this girl Molly Wops this other girl. I hope she puts the beats to her. Like, you know what I mean? She came in, looked absolutely amazing. Instantly, what we'll talk about at the end of the show, because I asked you if we could do this at the end of the show. Instantly, I was like, this will be of the night. But uh, listen, I thought, and to me, I, I thought that Terry looked six million times better than the other one. That she, I think Shelby Paris, her name, right? I think is how the how they what well, is just Shelby Paris or something between them. Um, well, it's one of those things where Shelby was the rep for this whole thing, and I mean, I'm sure there's gonna lead to yeah, they're gonna lead to something. But I also look at it from a stance too with Jessabella Marie and Terry. Jessabella, who has not been around since, like I mentioned, 27. She did not look bad. It was another quick one, and it was a return win for Terry. But when you cut someone from Terry Feisivis London, who's so bubbly, and but who she can also go, man. Well, she's like the fashionista of LFC. I will always say this about Terry. She knows about 
fashion. She knows about looking good. Emphasis on the good, to quote Booker T. It's one of those things, man, where you have a perfect recipe and all that sprinkling, if you will, for hell of an LFC. And I got to apologize. Like I said, I'm horrible with names, especially just, you know, seeing people return. She's the one with the tattoos, right? Yes, Jessica Marie. All right. Listen, if I don't see a lot of them, you're, I'm going to forget your name or who you are. I'm, you know, I'm horrible with names. So pretty much but, for what Chef is saying, I don't mean to cut you off. He said, go fuck yourself. Fuck your name. I don't care what your name is, all right? I need to know your face. What do you got on your body, baby? That's what I need to know. I don't even know to see your grill. This face right here, fuck that. I just want to see what the fuck you got. You got some tattoos? You got you some of that ink, baby? That's all I care about, right, Chef? It's okay. You can say it. It's true. Like, But you know what it is? The more I see them, the more I'll obviously remember them. Okay. But it was uh, Terry dominated them. This one, to me, it was like, wow, this was what we call the wrestling world was like uh, a, she was a jobber. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, Terry put that work to her and she just, it was like a squash match. It was. It was an absolute squash. It was a shutdown. It was an enhancement filled type of role. And I'm going to say this right now. When you're talking about you and your mafia and you love that gangster stuff. Okay, okay Mr. Queens, my city, I rep my city. Like, that is not going to be. You know, baby. Okay. Thank okay, you. Baby. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Fucking Mr. Nas over here. You can hate me now. You're being Illmatic. You're still Illmatic. Huh? Chef Row? Huh? Listen, man. You, we know each other too well, man. We do. We do. <laughs> Friggin' Nostradamus Chef over here. You owe me back. Him and Genuine. Anyway, I'll move on. So, <laughs> speaking of Shelby Paris, we did see her against Jenny Valentine. Great bout with Jenny getting the win. Sarah Brooke and Mia Annabella. Sarah gets the win. It beats Mia. These, this is the setting the tone. The tone's going good for the show. And then we get to Lauren the Animal Fogel and Daisy Ducati, which would win fight of the night, voted as by the fans. Man, um, Lauren did her thing, and it was great to see Daisy Ducati back coming off her bout with, excuse me, Genevieve Hex, Genevieve the Sorceress Hex at LFC 31 with the snake. Daisy Ducati looked great. Lauren looked great. What did you think about the return of Daisy Ducati? Because we also did see some returns on this shit, though. Yeah, I didn't know a lot about Daisy Ducati, and I was like, all right, you know, it, this is kind of new to me because I don't know a lot. But I thought as a return, she had the best showing out of anyone that had any return because she actually looked like she was pushing someone that I consider one of the top-tier talents of LSE, and it felt like she pushed her to that brink, and I was like, whoa, did not see this coming. I, You know, I, I was so surprised by her that I was like, I don't even know why. I just looked at her and I was like, oh, she's going to get killed. This poor girl, like, you know, and I don't know. I just, and when she finished, I was like, whoa, like, all right. All right, Miss Daisy. Like, let's see what you got next. Because if you fight anybody else like that, that's not Lauren Fogel or the Monica Powerbomb versus you know, one of them, she's going to really, really dominate. I'm going to say Daisy Ducati and a lot of the girls did a lot of promos to build up their bouts going into this. She was absolutely one of my favorites because it was the most bluntest promo I've ever heard. I'm ready to fuck shit up and I'm ready to kick some ass. It was that type of vibe. And I'm like, okay, I see you. I get it. Straight to the point. Fuck them up. But no, nah, with, with Daisy Ducati, she was, the one who, she was the one who had a great showing with Genevieve at the last one. And here... She's just good, and she's one that in, that really interests me because she's got the pierced nose right here. She's got some tats. She has that look, and it's like, all right, I'm ready, and, and, and it gravitates towards you. And it's the same with Sarah Brooke. Like, Sarah Brooke came back for these events, obviously, off the loss with LFC 31 with Lauren Fogle, which we'll get to that rematch on night three here. But I wanted to ask you about Sarah briefly as well here, Chef as we continue on with the Kizard. What do you think about the return of Sarah? Because that was another return. Same with Shelby. We'll start with Sarah first because Sarah, the Beast Brooke, she lives up to the name The Beast. You know, I obviously see why the Beast, thing. you can see the strength, you can see everything else, everything plays into it perfectly. I think she looked really good. Um, there's zero biasness to say I thought the other girl, because I really felt that uh, the girl we just talked about, I uh, forgot her name already. Daisy she looked, Daisy Ducati, that she looked, like I said, Daisy Ducati took it here. But she was, she took a mark to, if you don't know who I am, people like me, like, I'm going to make you know my name. You know what I mean? And you're going to see me. You're going to feel me. And I don't think this – I I want to see her versus someone bigger like a Monica Flowerbomb Garcia. I want to see 
how much of that beasting can she really do with somebody who really knows how to use her weight? Because Monica Fowlbaum Garcia is somebody who knows really, she understands that ground game, positioning and everything else. And I would love to see somebody try to physically stop that from happening. And I think she might be that person. By the way, I would just like to say this because you are a typical guy and you just brought your guyness out, Shepard. Let me tell you something, folks. This man just... I'm going to tell you what you did, man, because when you talk about I already forgot her name, Daisy Ducati, the name Daisy Ducati has two initials. It's double D. We know what you're thinking about there, Shefro. The woman's name is Daisy Ducati. We're talking about double Ds. You guy, you. I forgot your name. All I know is you got double Ds. And I'm going to do this right now, Shefro, because we're on video. Double D. Anyway. (laughs) Hey. So as we move on with the card. Uh, we saw Crystal White and Agatha Carter. The main thing that came out of this is Agatha Carter, breast coming out again like it was with her bout at Bella, with Bella Inc. in LFC 28-29. She won with her tits out there. Sheffro, there was some wardrobe malfunction at the junction, Sheffro. What did you think about that? Do you know what's so messed up? that You just called me a typical guy a few seconds ago, and that was 100% right, right? Like, that was 100% accurate. Yes. When you when you said that, I totally forgot the match except for the uh, the Yavos popping out. Yep. And I was really pleased with it. I was the more the better. You know what I mean? I just I'm a typical guy. It's the one thing that stands out. And I was like, you know yep. what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, my fault for being a dude. My fault for being a dude. It's no i mean i'm right there with you because i also all right i remember and this ties into what we're talking about awesome kong is going into the impact wrestling hall of fame i love awesome kong amazing talent rightfully so deserves their spot right but the first time we ever saw awesome kong on pay-per-view was that knockouts battle royal right with gail kim one and all that a lot of people don't forget but there was a wardrobe malfunction at the junction and we saw some goodies of awesome kong in that bout which people still talk about to this day because her debut on pay-per-view, the goodies were showing Sierra Petey Pablo style, baby. So, yes, when you have that voluptuosity factor in Agatha and just breast and period, you know what I'm saying? You're a breast man, you know what I'm saying? Here come the whisper song. Miss New Booty, you know what I'm saying? We'll freak a leak, Chef Ro, you Petey Pablo, son of a gun, you. Huh? Chef? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes it bees like that, Chef. Sometimes it bees like that. It do, it do. Like, it, I, you know, I, I can't apologize for being a guy because I'm a guy. You know, I'm a dog, I'm a dog. You know what it is? We live in the doggy worlds. So what you're saying is you are like smart guy and Macadocious, Jason Weaver, Marcus Henderson, and Mo Tibbs, Omar Gooding. Don't hate me for being a dog. I see you, Chef Ro, I see you. Bask in that ambience. <laughs> So we get to the semi in the main of this second show. Man, Jolene and Bella Heck, Bella Inc., Bella Hex, Bella Inc. do their thing at LFC 33 here, man. This is a rematch from LFC 26 where Bella Inc. made her debut against Jolene, and it culminates with this bout with Jolene getting another victory over Bella Inc. These two have such great chemistry, and I got to say, both bouts are very equal, but this one, because Bella has been more seasoned in LFC, this one really took it to another level. I feel that Bella got robbed. I, 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 I got to say this now, and it might be partial to the bias, as it might be, but I feel like there was specific points of the match where the refs should have done something or positioned uh, Jolene Hex away from doing things. I think Jolene Hex was playing a little dirty, so I was not happy with the ending. I thought that, once again, if anyone gets robbed in LFC the most, it's got to be Bella Inc. I think Bella Inc. gets robbed so much. Who do I got to talk to to find out what the hell is going on where I feel like Bella Inc. is completely getting robbed all the time? I need to know. You're my guy. Who do I got to talk to? Well, I would say the guy to talk to would be none other than LFC CEO, Mr. Sean Donnelly. Sean, we want to know why she's getting robbed, man. Why are you just screwing Bell Inc. like that, man? You're pretty much comparing to this is like Vince McMahon screwing Bret Hart. You're pretty much she's, saying that. That's what it is. She's the Bret Hart of LFC. You know, you couldn't have put it better any other way 
Sean, I know you know you're wrestling. I know you know you're wrestling. Don't be Uncle Vince because I feel like you're pulling Uncle Vince moves. Put some respect on Bella Inc.'s name is what you're saying, man. Put some respect on her name. <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. Oh, my goodness. Well, first and foremost, I'm going to say right now, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. That's the Bella Inc. of LFC, man. That's Bella Inc. That's what it is. Let's get it. I can't agree. You know what? This is why I think we're cool the way we cool. We get it. How it is. That's what, what we are, man. That's why we've been friends for the five years that I've known your ass, man. Your crazy ass. Your queen's ass. Oh, don't talk about Queens in front of Jorge. And I love Jorge, Eva Lonsa, and Urban Wrestling. Don't mention Queens. Don't go buck wild. Don't mention Queens. Burn it down. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so the main event of LFC 33 was the rematch between Shay and Gypsy Mac. Shay gets another win. Two nights of great action between the two. Uh, I'm going to say this right now. Both really lived up to the potential. I couldn't say which one was better because they were both about the same. But they, either way, it was great all three rounds. And, well, two and three rounds. So I'm just saying, you really, I, that's how I'm going to put it. I can't even, like, go into detail. I'm just like, they both kind of outweighed on another, you know? So my question to you. Yeah, bro. We know, we know what Shay is. We know what she brings. We know how talented and where she her status is. Mm-hmm. Gypsy Mac taking two losses but having two great matches. Where do you say Gypsy Mac is in this LFC kind of lifestyle? Do you want to see her back? Do you think she's ready to go on a good run because you've seen enough? I want to know. So you, now you're going to flip the script on me. I like your style. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to these two, yeah, man. If Gypsy Mac was to come back to LFC, because here's what's great about uh, uh, Gypsy Mac. She has been wanting to do this for a while, and a lot of people don't even realize this. Like, she wanted to do this type of thing. She found out about LFC. She's like, you know what? Someday, some way, somehow, I'm going to do this. So she got to do this, and I think that's great. Do I want to see more of her back? Yeah. I think this is a learning experience because she was in a prominent role against Shay. She knows Shay, but this is one of those things where it's like, all right, you're going for the title. Here you are. Lights are on bright. And she shined. She did not get the win, but she shined. So, yes, I think she is up there, man. But I think she's ready to climb her way and keep scratching and clawing. And I want to see some more of me, some Gypsy Mac, bro. And besides, the fortune teller thing, man. You know, she could see the future. Her future's bright. Huh? Oh, man, dude, please don't get me with that because I already – well, I know you've had to talk to her. I had to talk to her. You already know if the, the love affair between Eva Lonsa and her. I, you heard me even say, why am I even on this? Like, it was ridiculous. By the way, I got beef with you about that. You know what I'm saying? Here's what I'm going to tell you where I got beef. So y'all were talking about her cat, and her cat made an appearance on that show too. Her cat's name is Atticus. You know where Atticus comes from? Is he one of those those Greek? Uh... Oh, yeah, but yeah, like a Greek god type of thing. Greek, the whole thing. No, man. The way she got the name, and I got it spot on. To Kill a Mockingbird, the infamous novel by Harper Lee. She got it from Atticus Finch. Okay, all right. Uh, but what? All right, what happened at that point? Yo, dude, I was on an interview, and I didn't even know why I was there. It was literally. Jorge and her, and I was like, I was like, uh, I felt like Alfred, you know what I mean? I was like, was Alfred cool, but everybody knows Batman and Robin, why the hell is Alfred here? And I really felt like, what am I doing here? Like, I love the girl, super talented, but I felt so out of place, it was ridiculous. Salute to a cat, salute. He, he was the best part about the interview. So, okay, so you're saying, you just compared yourself to the Alfred and Batman. So pretty much we're saying you're like the, you're like also the butler in Spider-Man. Mr. Osborne, please, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Osborne, friggin' going at friggin' Harry Osborne, and oh my god, the whole thing. Mr. Osborne, sir, I loved your father. That's pretty much what you're saying, like when he has to talk with the kid. I loved your father, Norman, he was a good man. Like... That is so spot on, bro. That is so spot on. That's you, man. You're Alfred and you're the butler. You're the freaking butler from Spider-Man. This is you. I will take my leave for the evening. So that was you that entire interview. I'll take my leave. I wish I would have thought something like that because I would have done it. You know what I mean? Like, and like I said, I love the girl. Super talented. Uh, I think she's cool. There's so many aspects to Gypsy Mac outside of just a wrestling aspect. That the gypsy bag thing is something you want to buy into. She's she's a really cool person. 
Agreed wholeheartedly. And I'll say this one last reference. You're like the Adams family. You just wanted to get off that interview like Lurch. You rang. Uh, that is you, bro. You rang. <laughs> so, so we get into night three. Whew. So we just did Rev It Up. We just did Black and Blue. Now, United We Stand. And no, I'm not talking about that Impact Wrestling event from 2018 where Eli Drake did not want to wrestle Tessa Blanchard. Yes, people, I went there. I took it back three years because Eli Drake said, eh, eh. I ain't wrestling Tessa Fletcher on United We Stand. Sometimes you got to bring it back. Uh, you First of all, I got to bring this back because you're on. You remember that. And I remember you being so happy that Eli Drake said, nah, I ain't doing the bout. Dude, it, it's, I know people get upset because I'm not in, uh, into the intergender thing, right? Like, and I'll say this real quick because I love women wrestling. It's not a secret. Uh, I could point out so many great women matches that I always said on shows we've done together that these women had to match up the entire taping when we talked impact. They they killed it. But like for a guy to wrestle a girl, especially when they're so much bigger, if a guy loses, it's like, oh my God. If a guy wins, you're supposed to, it's a girl. So it's like there's no point to it. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, I just think it's dumb. Well, first and foremost, that bout came out of nowhere, and I mean, I don't blame him, but also number two, if you want to see some great intergender wrestling, Lucha Underground is where they did it the best, like, for real. Like, if you watch some old-school Lucha Underground, that's all I'll say. But yeah, intergender wrestling, my goodness. Yep. I'll watch all day because it's done well, and it's done right. Yeah, okay, Mr. MLW over there, and friggin', you know, the boss, El Jefe, Dario Cueto, I see you. <laughs> So we get into night three, man. Uh, we started off hot with Bella Inc. and Brooke Gilly. Now, this is Brooke's first loss. Uh, Bella Inc. And who better to Mr. Bret Hart of LFC, Bella Inc.? What did you think about Bella and Brooke? Because they killed it too, but my goodness. First round win, it was a submission guillotine. What did you think about Bella giving Brooke her first loss, the guillotine? And how rightfully so winning with the guillotine choke? You know what I enjoyed about this? is You know how we just said that I feel like Bella gets, you know, robbed a lot what did you hear when the bella inc won they were questioning how she positioned her body to get the win yep did did they not they did so i was like why even when she wins what are we doing here like she won why are we questioning the win what is going on so i was i felt a certain kind of way but the first time i remember seeing guillotine when she won with a guillotine show right Okay, well, now I hope you like your flavor because you got choked out with your own move. So I thought this, first off, it was a dope fight. They rolled out early into the, to the like, sand over there, fell out the ring. It became crazy. This is where she snuffed the, oh, my God. Audrey. Yeah, she just, like, like snuffed him for no reason. I don't know what the hell he did, but he was just there. He got snuffed. And then... Uh, Brooke Gilly tried to push in the back. Brooke Gilly, I don't appreciate that. Like, fight straight up. Don't do no sneak attack stuff. So, ultimately, karma is a mother flower because you got put in your own move and put to sleep. I hope you're listening to us because I do dig you and think you're super cool. But, listen, Bella ain't got to teach you a lesson. This is her house. And if you want to play with the big dogs, you got to, you know, you got to work into that yard. You can't just go in there barking. So while he just compared Bella Inc. to Run DMC, whose house? Bella's house. Okay, so for Run C-H-E-F over here, I will say when it comes to Bella Inc. and Brooke Gilly, man, rolling out in the sand, doing the damn thing, Bella getting the win. I got to say, first and foremost there, when you were talking about the positioning, the correct position on the whole that we can't really see there. Yeah, I'm going to make fun of Ken, and I love Ken, but goddamn on commentary. But all right. <laughs> I get it. You know what I'm saying? And also with Audrey, here's the thing. Again, love Audrey Mongoose Monique, but my God, man, decaf. And I say this with love, decaf, control yourself. You know what I'm saying? Control yourself. Yeah, I dialed back just a little bit. But like I kept saying, I still don't understand why every time Bella Inc. does something, somebody has to question it. Sean, we, we got it. You know what? One of these days, you got to set up one of these for me, you, and Sean to talk so we could ask a few questions that the fans want to know. And listen, we're not politicians. It's all love. I love what you do, brother. But we got to find out because, you're listen, you're the top dog. I got it. That's it. The elevator goes to you. I just got to ask a few questions that the fans want to know. Doing the right. And who, 
Yeah, and who better than on the LFC podcast? You know what I mean? Like, it's got to happen here. L to the yeah, man. And also, I will say this. This actually ties in. What do you think about the new addition of the blue team? We have Audrey coaching because we were talking about Audrey there. What do you think of the new addition of the blue team, man? We got the pink. We got the black. Now we got the blue. I like it. I do. I want a heel team. You know what I mean? Like, I want an all bad girl stable of chicks. I want people to jump girls. I, I want it. I don't know. I like the blue team. I like everything. Listen, it's it's cool. We get more variety. We got obviously, you know, we we enlarge the roster a little bit more. And it it's a good, it's a good touch. I really like it. It's a good touch. Now but another, I would yeah, I'm say sorry. whatever team Bella's on, black, blue, pink, purple, turquoise, whatever. That's my team. I will say this. Another note I had from this one, man, Jenny Bloody Valentine given my Richards her first loss. And I gotta say this. Powerful woman. They both dominate each other. She went after her dreads, the friggin' braids, man. Oh, my goodness. And, she, <laughs> oh, hey, what a way to use. You know what it's like? It's like in WWE where you see Bianca Belair and she uses her hair as the whip. Oh, my God. She used the braids and the dreads against her. Good Lord. Jenny getting that win with the rear naked choke. Holy high hell. What'd you think about the veteran Jenny Valentine molly whopping poor Mai Richards? This was almost as bad as uh, Jolene Hex versus the girl on the rooftop one. Uh, Gypsy Top Shelf Bay. Gypsy Top Shelf Bay. This was almost as bad as that. Like, this was one of those, you're not going to be in this fight for long, so just take your ass whooping, look pretty, and get your ass out of here. I was, was kind of like, holy shit, I feel kind of bad for this girl because I wanted to see a little more, but. Uh, we ain't get shit but an ass whooping. This was Molly whopping at its finest. Yep, and this actually won fight of the night for the, for the third one. And fight of the night, rightfully so. They get their chain, they get their bling, the necklace. Oh, my goodness. Rightfully so, man. I got to say, this one really showed up and showed out. Rightfully so. It should have been Bella ain't getting there. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> it should have been Bella. Friggin' put Bella in there 24-7. You love you some Bella. Ciao, Bella. Mwah. There you go. So, <laughs> okay, bias. So, also on, this, also on this card, we saw Agatha get the win over Daisy, which was a disqualification. Oh, my God. These disqualifications, man. Just both of them just going buck wild, not stopping, man. Look at all these DQs on these shows. So, I don't think we've had a pay-per-view with this many DQs, right? Like, no way. No, this was a lot of DQs in three nights. There was a lot of DQs. Now, you obviously are, I'm not saying you're biased. I'm not, let, don't, definitely not saying that. Okay. But, but who did you think had the strongest showing in this match? Not saying a win or a loss. Was it Daisy Ducati or was it Agatha Card? I got to give it to ACC, and I'll tell you why. Because before this, she has been training like a motherfucker, and she has been getting herself into that gear. So I got to give it to ACC. She had a point to prove because her last bout was with Bella in that series, and she was just coming back ready, ready for some head. So I had to give it to ACC. What I will say that I dig about her is that Matrix coat that she's coming in with, I don't know. I was like, oh, she feels like she's fucking Neil. She's the motherfucking one. Like, I was like, this, holy shit. Like, I felt like she was like a, I guess like a sexy matrix or something like that. Like, I don't even know what to say. Hey, man, are you taking that blue pill or are you taking that red pill? What are you thinking, man? What, what are you thinking? Whatever pill she hands me, I'm taking. Blue, red, I'll take both. You want pop, pop. Let's get it. All right, I'm going to make a reference here. So pretty much also if she was like D12 and she gave you those purple pills, you'll also be on them purple pills. Ain't that right, Chef? I told you, whatever, whichever pills I'm taking. We don't endorse pills. We're just talking about pills movie-wise. So for anybody that wants to go, and eh, why y'all talk about pills, we're talking about pills metaphorically speaking, you sons of guns, your mind's out of your gutter. Anyway. It's more like a uh, just a play on words. It, it ain't no craziness. It's like when Atlantis Morissette had Jagged Little Pill, man. Jagged Little Pill. It's iconic. <laughs> so we, we move on. Mia Annabella gets the win over Terry London. Mia had another strong showing. Now, I got to ask you about the rematch. Lauren Fogel and Sarah Brooke, they both lived up to it. Lauren gets another victory over Sarah. 
The first one was a, we didn't know if she tapped, but the second one, we definitely could see the tap here. So I got to say, both of them really went out and showed out. Listen, the queen does what the queen does. And I'm surprised at this point that Fogel, and obviously, you know, I'll look and I'll say this person deserves this, this person deserves that. But outside of Jolene Hex, I don't think that there's a better reign of wins or dominant performances than Lauren the Animal Fogel. That's it's a crime as someone who's a veteran has heard that she has not had a European or world title shot yet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she's in a I, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it, but it's got to be said. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It's like she's an attraction. She does her thing. And when you see Lauren the Animal Fogel on your card, you want to see a Lauren the Animal Fogel about because it's a memory. But she, the fact that she has not gone for the title yet is a crime. And it's definitely something I want to see in the future. So we. We've never seen her go for the booty camp title, right? No. We've never seen her go for uh, the European. No. And we've never seen her go for the the top prize. No. And in the longest time I've been covering LFC, I don't recall at all seeing an LFC title bout with Lauren the Animal Fall or anything featured with her. Bro, get Sean on here. This is getting a little out of control. This is getting out of control. We, We got answers that we got questions we need answers to. Yes. So, okay. Just lining up the questions, man. Just friggin' putting the pen to paper. <laughs> Good so, okay. So, so we get into the semi-main. Now, I have to ask you, because we've been talking about Gypsy Mac a lot on this show. Crystal White and Gypsy Mac. Gypsy takes another L, but she looked great. They went to the decision. They both killed it in three rounds. Crystal White obviously being the taller, the stature, and the presence, and the prowess. She killed it again with her roundhouse kicks and her signature sidewalk slam. Woo! What did you think about Gypsy and Crystal? She had a three nights of, oof, two nights of Shay and one night of Crystal White. What'd you think? I thought Gypsy looked phenomenal. Like, and I, this is why I asked you what I said before, is how did you feel towards Gypsy Mac? I feel Gypsy Mac showed way more than we thought ever she would have. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I did watch this with a friend, and I was like, yo, What'd you think? Because, you know, with decisions, I'm always curious, who did you think won? He's like, oh, I think that Gypsy Mac chick won. Now, I did not. Now, I, I like Gypsy Mac. I did think that the right call was the right call, and I think that the other girl had won. So I asked, yo, what do you think? And he was like, bro, outside of a few moves, Gypsy Mac was the aggressor, and I feel that Gypsy Mac actually controlled most of the fight. I was like, okay, fair enough. So I'll ask you, who did you think won that fight? Well, he what he just said is a fair assessment, but I look at it from a stance, too, is Crystal White had the power game. Gypsy got some great shots in in the corner, and just in general, she really worked over Crystal. I, I had to give it to Crystal, man. She was too powerful. She was too dominant. And once she hits you with a kick or that friggin' just the power moves, the power game, oh, it's over, man. It's over. She is one of those girls that's just like, I can't, because just she's so tall. She's so strong. She's a beast, man. Yeah, yeah, and this is why I really want to see her versus Monica Flower Bob Garcia. I think that's that will dictate how I feel going forward with her. Like, if you could do that versus that veteran, all right. Now, you know, now I, that beast thing is legit. But if, if she goes against her and, and Monica does what Monica does, I don't know. Maybe we'll call her a puppy or something like that. You know what I mean? A puppy. A puppy or something. What, are you just going to call her Pepper now? Big Boss Man Al Snow. Nice. Fresh ground pepper. We don't condone eating dogs on this show. But this man wants to make a dog reference. Pepper. Why don't we freaking have Matilda, the British bulldog, on here? My goodness gracious, man. Turn her into uh, You went throwback on that. Yep. Uh, you know me, bro. <laughs> so, we get, so we get to the main event. This is what everybody was looking forward to. There was a leg injury, and she worked over that leg, bro. Jolene the Valkyrie Hex. Finally stands atop the LFC mountain, defeats Shay the Fox Mazzato. She's been wanting to call it. She is a champ, champ, chef, a champ, champ, European champ, new LFC champ. Congratulations to Jolene, first of all, but hell of a bout working over the leg. Jolene gets the win. What do you think about the new LFC champ? I love it. If I'm right, she's the first two, two belt champion in LFC, right? Mm-hmm. So Jolene did what she had to do, and that's the trick. Listen, that's a veteran move. You see the weakness, you target it, you focus on it, and you do whatever you got to do. To me, that's the sign of a real champion, and that's the sign of the face of a company. She did that. 
She's now holding both belts, kind of looking like Conor McGregor, but actually attractive. And I'm so... Now, here's my thing, though, is now you are the queen of queens. No question. But how do you defend those belts on a show now? Because now you got to defend two belts. Oof. And that's... that's that's not easy because you got to put your ass on the line the first one and then later on to, on the night is you're going to have to defend the other one. And if I'm the girls, I'm calling them out every time. I want this. I want that. And now I got to defend both of these. Good luck because there's a bullseye on your back, mama. I cannot wait. I think someone with her strategy and her stature of Krav Magra, I think she's got it in the bag, man. But I look forward to seeing future bouts. One other thing I'll mention, because I know you've been very vocal about this, and before we close it out here, man, Johnny Tumbleweed, I mentioned him in the beginning as far as the ring announcing side of things. Rough first night, but, you know, he he got there slowly but surely. What you think about Johnny Tumbleweed? Because you were very vocal about this before we even did this show and coming into this show. Go ahead and talk about Johnny Tumbleweed. I have to let you get your say. You know, I hate when people say no disrespect, but because they're going to follow it up with some disrespect. Yeah, absolutely. So no disrespect, but I thought he was trash. Like, I just, it's, he felt the equivalent of what we feel towards uh, Josh Matthews of Impact Wrestling. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I sat and I was listening and I was like, yo, you need to stop. Like, because there's a certain way you do this where you actually can take away from the fight or, or the entrance, or a big spot, because you need a certain energy when you do that, when you talk to things, you got to understand what you're talking, you got to know what you're doing, and if you're just coming in lackadaisical or whatever the hell you say, listen, I'm from the hood, that I'm, Ebonics is my thing, so if you come in and you're just kind of like, oh yeah, this is that, it really hurts the product. I don't know the guy. He's probably the nicest person in the world. Salute. You got, you know, you do your thing. You're on a great show. But I really think, man, you really need to YouTube how to or get one of those those yellow books. I think they're called something for dummies. And do something where you learn how to do this job. Because to me, it was absolutely terrible. And it's no disrespect, but it's disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Like, forget about it. First and foremost, so you want him to get the announcement announcing for Dummies book. Okay, I, I see where you went there. And, Chef, the word is lackadaisical. There you go. See? That's, listen, as I keep saying, this is why we're friends, because when I fucking drop the boards, you pick it up. So it is what it is. Yeah. I don't even know what you just said there. That was just like, lax, like lackadaisical, Chef. <laughs> lackadaisical. You're just making up words now. Who are you, Flavor Flav? You trying to hypnotize me? What's this, a fucking Flavor of Love with Hottie? Come on, I, I said it well enough where I knew you would get it and fix it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was three nights of amazing LFC action. Now we can talk about this because, spoiler, you have to jump the gun earlier in the show. We can talk about this now. So the card is up for LFC 35. Booty Camp 3D. It's on On Hollow's Eve Halloween. 3D, Chefro. 3D. Three dimensions of beauty. So what we have announced so far is the LFC Madness 1 Finals. It is T-Bella Madison against Bella Rockefeller. And in the main event, it is the return of Selena, a.k.a. Selena De La Renta, against Nico Garcia, who we saw at LFC 30 against Monica Flowerbomb Garcia. La Rosa Negra. Chef Ro, that's the two that we have officially stamped in right now. How do you feel about those? I'm going to tell you right now, there's an opportunity for Selena De La Renta to go against La Rosa Negra and be fight of God knows everything because I think both of them are super talented. Uh, Selena De La Renta looked absolutely amazing versus uh, Katie Forbes. So I'm looking, if this is anything like that, LFC, I hope y'all are ready because they're going to tear the roof off the joint. But don't you have a, a teaser you could throw out about you? Hell yeah, son. So what I will say, guys, if you are in the Las Vegas area, LFC 35, Booty Camp 3D, yours truly will be the ring announcer, and I cannot wait to ring announce. Thank you, brother. I cannot wait to ring announce this amazing event and amazing night of action produced by LFC Laundry Fighting Championships. Sheffro, I'm ready. It's two years I've been wanting to do this goddamn thing, and I'll put it out there. I'm ready to fucking take it to another level, Black Street style. No diggity, no doubt, Sheffro. 
Listen, if anyone could do it, it's my big homie. Yo, I'm going to tell you right now, you're never going to say He said like this, and this man is going to take this product to another level, and that is a fact of life. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, yeah. guys, check out LFC 35 Booty Camp 3D. It's not on Hollow's Eve. It's Halloween. There's going to be some spooky stuff. <laughs> There's going to be some spicy stuff. And it's going to be an amazing night of LFC Watch Trade Fighting Championships action. So on that note, Chefro, it's always a pleasure. It's always a privilege. The links will be in the description. I know you don't like to promote yourself too much, but we'll put the UWN description in there for everybody to check out below. For Chef Bro, my name is Mike Larkin. It's what we do, baby. I love you to death, brother. Thank you so much as always, and we'll talk to you in the next edition of the official LFC Laundry Fighting Championships podcast. We out, and to quote you, deuces. Bye.